The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalizing spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee. Uh, my name is uh, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince. This is Andrea. It's Tuesday morning. I'm still, like, I guess, waking up. I'm running a little late this morning. We got our news together. We've got a show for you. We're going to go over the news. Hope you all have your coffee ready. We do this every morning, 8.30 a.m. Pacific to uh, and 11.30 Eastern time, depending on your time zone there. Um, on Fridays, we do things a little different coming up here at the end of the week. So get ready. We're going to have Friday funnies and have a good old time. But typically, we just talk about the news and events of the day, uh, mix in our thoughts and opinions and interpretations, and have a conversation. And uh, we watch the chats here with all of the supporters of the Red Pill Project, the Red Pill family, and we get through it. Um, Andrea, good morning. Welcome. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's Tuesday. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, day after Monday, day before hump day. Yeah, so. and for anybody who has troubles with the days of the week, we actually named the show Tuesday for you. Yeah, I told Vince it was a good thing. It wasn't actually Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, no, <right. laughs> <laughs> that that would be my luck. It would be, you know, name a show Tuesday on a Wednesday or something. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like this weekend was pretty wild, a lot of stuff going on, and yesterday was pretty crazy too, and then today I'm like, oh, okay, it's just going off of the steam from the weekend still, actually, okay, cool. That's kind of Yeah, there's I not feel. really a whole lot of new stuff going on, really. Not, not a lot of breaking stuff, some weird things, but nothing major uh, that I came across. No. But we do have a full slate for y'all. That is good. So uh, we'll get into it. Hope you guys enjoyed last night's show with Clay Clark and Joshua Reed. Josh will be live again tonight at, at 5.30 p.m. Pacific. And then uh, he's going to be starting a new show tomorrow, right? Yeah, Earth Chronicles. Earth Chronicles with David Whitehead. So tomorrow, I think it's in the afternoon I think it's at noon, but I don't know what time zone. Noon. I think noon Pacific. So uh, get ready for that. Josh and David will be, I think, live streaming that show. And it's the Earth Chronicles. Uh, if it was anything like the Mars Chronicles, it's going to be great. So tune into that tomorrow. 
And then also we'll have the Daily Dose the rest of the week. And then this weekend is going to be fun. We're going to do Fringe Fridays again. Conversations on the Friends with Joshua Reed, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And then we're going to do uh, Makes You Think on Saturday, True Spiracy Sunday. And then back into the week again as we approach Christmas here. Tis the season. Yes, it is. And Christmas is coming fast. Yeah, it's for coming me, fast. At least I don't know about everybody else. But for me, I'm like, ah! <laughs> yeah, and and this, the cool thing about this Christmas is I think we're, at least me, I think I'm going to just just really go through the entire weekend. And uh, like it won't be like the other holidays where we took long weekends. I think we'll have a normal weekend. So actually we'll take Saturday off. But other than that, it'll be a normal Red Pill Project week uh, unless Josh uh, gets plans. But so that's cool. Stay, staying busy, staying busy. Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, because uh, Christmas is on a Sunday this year, so Christmas Eve is on a Saturday. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. Be like oh, the yeah. other holidays where we. All right. Well, let's jump into it. Let's just jump right into it. All right. Um, let's talk about elections. Oh yeah, fun times. The stolen elections. Here we go. Election Eve poll. Dead heat. Has Georgia race within the margin of error. All right. Let's get into this here in a second. Let me just share this article as we go through. Let me do this. A little bit of that. A little bit of this and that and this and that. So... Georgia Senate candidates, Senator Raphael Warnock, Democrat Georgia, and Herschel Walker, Republican, are in the midst of a dead heat prior to Election Day. An insider polling Fox 5 Atlanta survey released Monday found. Does it really matter? Right, I'm going to make a prediction. Oh, and I don't usually do predictions. But I'm going to make a prediction and say that Warnock actually wins Really? This election. When, yeah. Wow. Because he's so popular, when, right? When being in quotes, air quotes. I gotcha. Yeah. The survey released on the eve of election day showed Warnock edging out Walker 51% to 48. However, the Democrats' three-point advantage is within the survey's 3.6% margin of error. This is exactly how they do the damn climate scam data. Is mm-hmm. there like... The weather's changing. The ocean's cooling. We're going to flood all of the continents. Ah! And then you look at the data. You mean the, the ocean is warming. What did I say? You said cooling. Whatever. Warming, cooling. That's- Be scared. Whatever it is. Um, and then you look at the data and they're like, the margin of error is far greater than the one degree cooling or heating that we're declaring in our oceans that we say is going to stop all the ocean tides, make it stagnant while it floods over all of the oceanfront property bought by people like Obama and the other rich millionaires. (laughs) Yeah. If they really believed that they wouldn't live where they do, they wouldn't live on Martha's vineyard, which is an Island. Yeah. Banks wouldn't issue them loans. Stupid. It's all a scam. And there are a lot of people out there that buy into that scam. Yeah, the official poll said that he had 1%. It's like, well, yeah. the margin of error is 3.6%, so he could actually be behind 2%, 3%. Well, you know, that's a conspiracy theory. No. Yeah, go out and try to buy oceanfront property and see how expensive it is. Yeah, yeah, right. It's impossible. So, I think your prediction here is right, unfortunately. Unfortunately, we know that they're going to cheat any way they can. And this is, uh, they've got a, they want total control. And mm-hmm. getting it through the Senate is the one way they do that. Yeah. And this survey was taken on December 4th among 750 likely voters. These polls, yeah. I, I don't trust them. I don't trust them. No, those polls but, are rigged. Yeah. Fake news polls. Yep. I like those really cool. I like the biased polls on Twitter where <laughs> millions of people just absolutely devastate a cause for the good. Yeah, exactly. 
I don't even know how accurate those are. It's like, I feel like a lot of liberals I, yeah. have left Twitter. Yeah, I feel like they have too. And then with Elon Musk appear, apparently getting rid of the bots, or so it seems, um, that further opens it up. But I don't know. I, I just don't trust any poll. I think that the numbers can be skewed based on the people that are being polled. If you pull mostly conservatives, you're going to get a mostly conservative response. If you yeah. pull liberals, you're going to get a mostly liberal response. So Yeah, and with one of Elon's polls, I think it was obvious that there was a lot of bot, bot voting. Even yeah. He acknowledged it, and we covered that. So yeah, it's a shame. Good. Hopefully that gets cleaned up. But, you know, I, I want to... While we're on Elon real quick, before we continue into the election stuff, which is very important, I just want to say, like, I don't feel good about all this Twitter stuff going on right now. Um, I think a lot of people are really, like, bowing down and kissing Elon's toes mm -hmm. when it's not really... I think it's uh, kind of like a false prophet type deal where it's like, be careful, because this guy isn't looking out for Every, you or me or the left or the right it's him yep everybody's looking for a savior and everybody's looking for someone to worship and that's just simply not the way that it's supposed to be yeah and you i know? can't say i'm entirely impressed either i'm certainly not it shows the um the level of uh, what is the word i'm looking tribalism for? Yeah, kind of tribalism. Um, it's not really the word that I'm looking for, though. I guess just um, when, when you just follow the crowd. Uh, sheeple. I, I don't, yeah. I think that's really what most people are doing is that they're like, ooh, Elon, Elon. And, you know, if you think outside the box, then you're criticized for it. And I think that that's kind of been a prevailing theory that or, prevailing theme that we've had in i don't know at least the last decade yeah i see you know? yeah so. i just get bad feelings and and i listened to his twitter space over the weekend which i think had over like a million live listeners and i listened to bits and pieces of it as i went throughout my day and yeah they talked about some solutions and plans and uh did a q a uh after the uh biden stuff uh, was confirmed and they released some damning emails confirming it. Um, basically that Twitter was complicit in censoring the right, um, right. by direction from the FBI and the DNC. And even, uh, Democrat candidates were in control of requesting censorship of accounts. Okay. So yes, they took the, the first amendment away and they did that through Twitter and Facebook and companies like this. We know this illegitimizing to the whole election there is um and i totally forgot where i was going with that oh <laughs> the twitter space yeah i feel like there was a lot of um stroking elon's ego and praise and all of this like most half of that q a was everyone like elon you're so great dude i can't believe you're doing this thank you so much for standing up for free speech and like facing this force like yes it's good he's doing some good things but i think everybody is uh putting too much faith in elon who like look at the other things he's doing he goes along with the climate change narrative without thinking twice this tells me i that he's somewhat immoral and just cares well, about money in some ways. I think he does. Or another agenda. You know, he definitely, I mean, caring about money, it's kind of what our country was based on as far as free capitalism. Uh, we don't really have free capitalism anymore. What we have now is more crony capitalism. But Elon is all about capitalism. He's a capitalist. Even though he says, well, you didn't buy Twitter to get rich off of it. You didn't have to. You're already rich. But I think, I definitely think he's got his own agenda. And I think he sees himself as some sort of savior um, and some sort of harbinger of freedom. And hmm. um, it's, not up, it's not up to one person. 
to be yeah. a harbinger of freedom. That is our responsibility collectively as Americans and as human beings. Um, Thank you. It's up to all of us to retain our own freedoms. We can't leave that up to somebody. That's the problem that we've run into in this country is that we've left that up to politicians. Yeah. And it's not up to the politicians to make sure we stay free. Or it's up to us. Yeah, somebody, I tweeted that yesterday, Andrea, and that is precise and correct. Somebody posted a picture of Elon Musk and Donald Trump, and they said, these are the people that are going to save freedom or something like that. And I retweeted it. I was like, no, one person is not going to come forward with a cape on and save us. It's not going to be Elon. It's not going to be Trump. It's not going to be JFK. Um, It's us. Yeah, who's (laughs) dead? It's going to be us. Hello, wake the hell up. You guys are awake. I'm just saying, man. I see the stuff online, and it's the majority of it. And it's coming from high-profile people on Twitter, people that have large, large followings on the left, and a lot of them, most of them on the right. The ones I'm talking about, this is a lot of people in the middle or on the right, journalists and entertainers and this kind of thing. It's the same baloney Hollywood that we have in L.A., in my opinion. And uh, it's concerning. It means we're probably going to be in this kind of way for a while. Yeah. And there, you know, people are right in the chats and stuff. They're saying, yes, but one could argue he is the standard bearer, the rabble rouser, saying, hey, this isn't right, and showing us where the corruption is. I completely agree with that. And more people need to be speaking out about that. And I give him props for that. I have no problem giving credit where credit's due. But uh, it's like Summer says, freedom doesn't have a face. Mm. So both very good points, and, you know, Elon is doing some good things. Sure. Um, You know, what he did with Twitter is great. Is it perfect? No, absolutely not. None of us are perfect. But the point that I think we're trying to make here is that we can't put all of our faith and all of our hope into one man or two men or half a dozen men or even, you know, hundred senators, right? Yeah, and I it, think... It's going to take all of us. I think they know that, too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only way, really, to fix this is to, for people to learn what the hell's going on. That's why we do this show, and, that, and that's kind of why the Red Pub Project's here. It's to help people learn and... Uh, yeah. Essentially. Yep. And people need to not be worshipping other people that's just the bottom line yeah you know um who's worthy of your worship the only person worthy of your worship is yourself well you know i think from if you're looking at things from a christian perspective it would be god or christ god you know i don't don't necessarily i I don't necessarily want to get into a religious debate you know but um it definitely isn't man i think we could all agree that we shouldn't be worshiping mankind. <laughs> I Look at the evils we've perpetrated on the world. I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Okay, let's let's continue on with a little bit of election. Good morning, just, yay. Good morning, Otto Summer. Uh, yeah. So continuing with the election stuff, we've got Arizona certifies the 2022 election results as some Repu- Republicans threaten challenges. Uh, we knew this was going to happen yesterday. Katie Hobbs, Katie Hobbs, yeah, Katie Hobbs, the uh, crooked Hobbsy Attorney General. No, was she? The, I don't know what she was. I can't remember. My brain's not functioning. I haven't had enough coffee this morning. Um, certified her own election, and um, they are acknowledging that there were some problems during the midterms, but are insistent that no voter disenfranchisement occurred. Okay. So, um, Carrie Lake plans on fighting this. I know that she's already got lawsuits out there. Yep. And um, I really don't think that anything is going to come of this. I don't think that the lawsuit, because we've already established that most judges, I would say all judges, don't want to be the one who decides elections. Yeah. And so they throw out any election lawsuits that are you know, concerning there. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I know because sworn affidavits, I don't think are going to do the trick. And um, they're, you know, Carrie Lake filing lawsuits isn't going to do the trick. 
Yeah, I agree. It hasn't worked so far, has it? Um, we, I do have the Attorney General Bronovich statement. Oh, wait. Yeah. In the statewide canvas of the 2022 election, just for an idea of what the heck is going through their heads. The fact that this got certified is a huge red commie pinko flag. Phoenix, December 5th, 2022, Attorney General Mark Brunovich witnessed the Secretary of State complete the final statewide canvas for the 2022 general election. He said, quote, as we gather today to solidify the 2022 midterm election results, many Arizonans of all political persuasions continue to have doubts about our election processes, said Attorney General Mark Brunovich. As Attorney General, I have made it one of my office's highest priorities to defend our election laws and advocate for changes when necessary. I will continue to do so throughout the end of my term. Bro. Well, he already said it. They're going to solidify the 2022 midterm election results. Yeah. He's like, I know there's a lot of cheating, you all think, but we're solidifying it. And we will do it later. We'll fix it later. Vote for me. Woo! What? What? Well, and here's here's another statement that should be very concerning. This is what this was from Katie Hobbs. She said, and I quote, powerful voices proliferated misinformation that threatened to disenfranchise voters. Democracy prevailed, but it's not out of the woods. 2024 will bring a host of challenges from the election denial community that we must prepare for. I'm telling you, they're already preparing for 2024 and the ink isn't even dry on the paperwork yet for them being sworn into office. So, you know, people need to stand up. People need to start doing something about this stuff. You know, all of these people who didn't vote for her, recall her. Yeah, immediately. Force another election. Yeah, continue doing what we can. The problem is, is that people don't understand what options they have available to them because nobody's talking about it. Civics isn't taught in school anymore unless you go specifically go out there and try to research this stuff. And let's face it, yeah. when they write these laws, they intentionally write them to sound misleading uh-huh. and they're twisted. It's a and, complex and mess. They, yeah, they, they make them difficult to understand. Yeah, and they people- do this intentionally. Yeah, people have to dedicate all their time in order to change something like this, and most of us are just trying to get by. So it makes it really hard, and they know that. That's by design. Um, Yeah. This goes really deep, the corruption and uh, the... And a lot of it's based on interpretation. Because I can tell you one thing right now, and I've worked for state government, so I know this to be true when you work for state government, it's all on. One of the job requirements is that you have to be able to interpret state law. Mm -hmm. And so when when they say that, I I can tell you there is questions all the time. Everybody's always, but anytime something legal comes up or there's a question about it, then, you know, you're going to your supervisor and you're asking for clarification. And it really depends on the super. You could go to two different supervisors and get two completely different answers. And both of them are right. Yeah. The interpretation of these things really comes into question. And that is a problem because that allows for corruption to come through. It does. Yes, it does. Because these laws, when they're written, they're not written clearly. They're not written succinctly. They're open to they're, the way that they're worded. They're left open to interpretation on purpose because then they can get the people in that they want there and they can interpret them the way that's for whatever agenda they fit. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know if you guys caught it, but yesterday David Whitehead had a conversation about Canada and freedom and if they're actually sovereign. And it was so fascinating, and not just for Canadians, for anybody. Um, it goes back in history and talks about how they were formed, where they are now, and what the actual deal is with their sovereignty. And it blew my damn mind. And it reminds me, I'm reminded of it now because of what we're talking about. I feel like 
how free are we, man? You know, we're not free. Exactly. And, but where's that, where's that disconnect? And, uh, well, and so here's the thing. It's really up to the States. Um, yeah. And, and I don't know how it works in Canada as far as the provinces go, because I've never read their constitution, and I'm not going to try to speak on anything Canadian, because I'm just not going to. I don't get most of it either, um, I'll admit. But with, with the United States, you know, where we all fall under the umbrella of the federal government, right? But each state is sovereign in its own right. Mm-hmm. It um, We all have our own state constitution, and I believe in Canada, each province has its own I don't know. charter, charter yeah. bill of uh, rights, charter. I can't even go there, um, really. I can't either, um, but I believe that they have they something, do. but yeah. Yeah, each province has something. So, but in the, the United scam. States, each state is supposed to be sovereign. Now, where we run into the problem of sovereignty and freedom is is your state going to be one of those that stands up and declares its sovereignty from a tyrannical oppressive federal government and the answer for everybody they have here the, they is, have the right to do that the answer from everybody here is no <laughs> i don't know i see not right now i i would agree with you not right now but i think it's going to be um interesting to see what happens Eventually, I think that there are going to be states that say enough is enough, and they're going to be your very deep red states like Florida and Texas and Montana. And I think that you're going to have certain states that stand up and and say, no, we're not following. I mean, you've already seen some states do this, right? Texas is doing it with bringing in the National Guard and declaring a state of emergency regarding the border. Um, you see uh, um, DeSantis in Florida standing yeah. up to the federal government and saying, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you've got Montana sending all of their sending information to their state police saying you're not to enforce any illegal, unconstitutional federal firearms laws. You know, so you've got states that are already doing yeah. those things. But then that, like you, the interpretation thing comes in there, right? So anyway, go ahead. But I think if, you know, I think at some point the states are going to get fed up. And what what needs to happen is the citizens of those states need to put pressure on their state government to do something. And I think that's really how we break this tyranny is, um, you know, when it comes to federal elections, I know that my senator here or one of my senators is fighting you Mm. know the government and fighting for the state of montana as a federal senator okay but um he's got federal stuff to deal with he's got to he's got to deal with all the other states my state senators don't have that the only people that they're responsible for making happy is montanans Mm-hmm. And so if Montanans put pressure on them and say, look, you need to do this or you're not getting reelected, there's no chance of you getting reelected. Yeah. Then they're more likely to do what the people want. You have to put the pressure where. Yeah. Even, in, there, in even then they're cheating every election. It doesn't really. I mean, they have a little bit more leeway because of that to say. F- and yeah, I, I think it just depends on the state. You know, I'd say that. um Montana election laws are probably followed a little bit better. There's not, there's cheating here. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I don't think there's as much of it as in places like Oregon, you know, with all mail-in ballots or California or Arizona. Um, so hmm. it, it's really up to the people in the state to put the pressure on the state to do what the state needs to do. Wow. And fight it from that direction because you're never going to fight the federal government yeah and some get anywhere they don't care summer was like whatever happened to um something along these lines whatever happened to the protests in arizona that were being pushed around the internet right nothing ever came of that and i was suspicious of that because what were the sources of those snapshots that were going around it was like random telegram channel this or like twitter random person on Twitter who caught wind of it and maybe um, they figured out that they were all set up by Antifa I, I don't know yeah. or maybe 
the other maybe. part of it is is that maybe people are scared of a repeat of January 6th. That's what that whole thing was about. The yeah. Democrats pushing that that hard and persecuting those people like they are yeah. was all about instilling fear in people so that they wouldn't stand up. Because they don't want true. the American people fighting back. Very. If you true. scare them enough, then they will stay home. That's very true. They they run shit by fear. That's what tyrants do. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Democrats adding more pork to the defense bill, like of course they always do. <laughs> Go figure. You know, because our national defense and the military and how much the uh, Pentagon gets for for that national defense is totally related to marijuana reform. I am so, so annoyed with marijuana and government. It's like, you know, I honestly don't care one way or the other. I well, OK, I take that back. I think that it, I, I think that they need to do away with having it as a schedule one narcotic. Yeah. Um, I'm all for re marijuana reform. Look, but you know what? Put it in a standalone bill. Don't attach that. it to something else. But you know what? These people are afraid of the, the lashback they're going to get from you know, it. You know what marijuana is? It's a tool to get votes one way or another every yep. single election cycle. They could fix this issue and it'd be off the ballot forever. Okay, it's not a Schedule One drug. It's federally legal in every state. Uh, don't don't be high and drive uh, or whatever, right? But otherwise, okay. who gives a shit? But no, it's always in the conversation. And honestly, I don't care. Right. My point was is that it does not belong in the National Authorization Act. Is, <laughs> you're absolutely right, and I think that is the story here. Yeah, Just the garbage they put in these bills. It is. And, you know, they're wanting to vote on it. And they're already coming out and saying, oh, well, it's not ready yet. And we'll, we'll let you know when it is because they're loading it full of crap. And the Safe Banking Act is also in there. Also not related to national defense. And, um, you know, this is just typical of our government. They they create these bills and they're 500 pages long. They push them out and want to push them through Congress the same day that they're released. And learn about them. Later. And nobody knows what's in them. And they're like, well, I guess we got to pass it to find out what's in it. Fuck, yeah, fuck no. off. Fuck off. No. Yeah. Make these, you know, say the Pentagon gets this much money. There's this much for this, this much for this, this much for this. This is the what they have to follow, yay or nay. <laughs> it's not rocket science. I mean, maybe it is if you've got rocket science factored into it, but whatever. <laughs> Most cases, it's not. Okay. Um, this is really interesting. Meta, a.k.a. Facebook, says it will remove all news content on Facebook if Congress approves Journalism Competition and Preservation Act. Have you heard about this at all? I haven't. I'm guessing it has to do with the amount of propaganda that's allowed them <laughs> i don't know i haven't read the act but this is what the statement meta put out if congress passes an ill-considered journalism bill as part of a national security le legislation we will be forced to consider removing news from our platform altogether rather than submit to government mandated negotiations that unfairly disregard any value we provide to news outlets through increased traffic and subscriptions the journalism competition and preservation act fails to recognize the key fact publishers and broadcasters put their content on our platform because it benefits their bottom line, not the other way around. No company should be forced to pay for content users don't want to see, and that's not a meaningful source of revenue. Put simply, the government creating a cartel-like entity which requires one private company to subsidize other private entities is a terrible precedent for all American businesses. I would say on the surface... I kind of agree with them without having done any research or knowing anything about what is in this bill or what all of that means. Um, mm -hmm. I do think that um, what they're trying to do from the way it sounds, what they're trying to do is create um, a cartel, which basically 
puts the federal government in charge of what is considered news and what's not and what's considered mm-hmm. you know so, I, I think it is regarding censorship this bill they're going to put out their propaganda what the bill does the competition and preservation act is creates a four-year safe harbor from antitrust laws for print broadcast or digital news companies to collectively negotiate with online content distributors like facebook regarding the terms on which the news company's content may be distributed by online content distributors. Oh, oh. I, yeah. I don't know anything about this, so I really can't speak on it. I could be completely off the mark on all of it. So interesting. Worth looking into some more. Maybe Josh has looked into it and has an idea, but I have not. So. It's interesting. It seems like, yeah, it seems um, weird. I don't know. All right, let's move on. We'll have to get into it more. Um, yeah, I'm indifferent on that right now. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't know anything about it, so I can't even speak on it. The, uh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say organized famine. We've got more more food shortages coming up on the back of the Dutch farmers being forced to comply with 3,000 farms being shut down due to global warming. Yeah. Uh, Now we've got Germany orders farmers to slash fertilizer. So this is an article by the Gateway Pundit. Uh, The global globalist left is engineering the next global famine. They'll blame it on global warming when the truth is it's their own policies that are creating the food shortage across the globe. Last week, the Dutch government shut down 3,000 farms to comply with their global warming goals. This week, Germany ordered farmers to slash fertilizer use in their field to serve their green agenda. Meanwhile, the cost of food in the European Union increased 17.26% in October of 2022 over the same month in the previous year. Their leaders are as bright as Joe Biden, which isn't wrong. So... um, it says Germany bans farmers from properly fertilizing the land to serve EU green agenda. So what happens when you don't fertilize the land is that your plants don't grow and produce like they're supposed to. Yeah, um, smaller crop yields. Yeah, so it says as of Thursday, the use of nitrate fertilizers has been greatly restricted for large swaths of farmland in North Rhine-Westphalia. The site reports referring to one of the most abundant food production areas in Germany. Um, nitrogen, all plants need nitrogen. Now, a good way, I I don't, I'm torn on fertilizers because a lot of them are chemical fertilizers yeah, and not things that I would choose to use myself, but I'm only trying to produce enough food to feed a family, (laughs) not on an industrial scale where I'm trying to feed the world. However, I will say there are other ways of getting nitrogen into your soil, like planting beans beans will automatically put nitrogen into your soil naturally. Yeah, That's which is what we use. So maybe maybe all these the farmers should start planting beans. Well, that's what the idea of crop rotation was, right? Yes, exactly. You know, and the thing about it is, is that prior to the advent of chemical fertilizers, there were farmers we had, and, you know, there were a lot more people that have their own home gardens. Now people rely on these big mega farms and stuff to produce their food. So, you know, I would say that if you can and you're able to create your own garden, create your own food, um, because what we're seeing here is the need to do that. You know, they can't stop you from planting beans. Well, they might be able to stop you from dumping nitrates into the soil. No, oh, they could stop you from buying seeds. Yeah. And they could send the Gestapo door to door, you know, when they get really tyrannical. But, you know, sorry, that's just the truth. But, but basically what they're doing is they're trying to make it sh- make sure that um, the, these farmers have really shitty producing crops. Yeah. And then they can come out and say, well, you did, they didn't produce very well because of global warming. They're trying to starve people. There's going to be mm-hmm. a freaking disaster if this continues. 
We talked about a lot of things burning up yesterday, more food plants and whatnot around the world. Um, As this war continues in Russia, the third Russian airbase set ablaze by drone strike as Ukraine extends war across the border. Russia has come out and said they are uh, blaming blaming, uh, Ukraine. I also heard of a nuclear plant being targeted again. I don't know the validity of that or what's going on. Um, we also had, I think, a little bit more on Russia here. Um, no, just the air bases deep inside Russia, rocked by explosions, mm-hmm. and then and then Ukraine got pummeled as well. Um, yeah, it, it's a back and forth. At some point, I think kind of my takeaway from this article was that it's things are obviously escalating yeah and i think at some point nato's going to be getting involved um what that looks like and where it goes i don't know but i do think that at some point um it goes to world at least world war three that's what it does it, it really does i you know i hope that it doesn't but i don't have much hope that that's true well you know i mean with the, I think it's inevitable. With the BRICS alliance forming and everybody relying on each other, you start you start uh, poking these countries, and they're reliant on each other. We're going to have a world war. Well, and there's already a lot of infighting and stuff. You know, Turkey we know isn't very pleased with. Um, they don't want. They're not real keen, I guess. On is it Sweden and Finland joining NATO? Um, I don't think they're real keen on Ukraine joining NATO. And now you've got Hungary, which they are not wanting to send money to Ukraine anymore. The European Union has promised, you know, uh, billions of dollars, an aid package to them. Hungary is saying, no, I don't want anything to do with that. So there's infighting in these own countries, um, which is not good. And I think that's the only reason at this point that NATO hasn't gotten involved is because there can't, there isn't some kind of a complete census on this. They're weak. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Who knows? I don't, I'm not going to pretend yeah, to be likewise. an expert on. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm totally guessing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I agree with that, Andrea. I don't know either. Um, it just, it, that's to me, when I look at it, that's what I see. It makes know? sense. It does. It's my, my perspective, I guess. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. But things are interesting in Brazil. I know. We've got, um, well, Jake Sullivan is inviting the communist criminal Lula to the USA. Um, the Indios protests and Chile threatens to invade. So... <laughs> Yeah. Go figure. Joe Biden's national security advisor and Russiagate conspirator Jake Sullivan visited Brasilia Monday and invited the convicted criminal communist and purported election fraudster Lula da Silva, da Silva to visit Washington. Indigenous tribes found the fake president-elect's hotel and made the ground tremble with their protest. Now, one of the things that this article does say is it says... Um, in Brasilia, indigenous tribes who occupied the airport and a mall on the weekend found the hotel where Lula the thief is staying and converged on the hotel, making the ground tremble, reports Journal de Sedada. Indigenous people of Zavante, Enawin, Nawe, and Kayapo's tribes protested outside the hotel, chanting that Lula would never become president. The Indians, once protected by the left, now turn against those who bewitched them. Um, Lula's security team were forced to beef up security around the hotel where the president-elect is staying. And then um, O Antagonista reports and barriers were installed to keep away the protesters. Indios are angry because there were allegedly zero votes for Bolsonaro from their territories in the fraudulent no-paper all-digital elections. Indios support President Bolsonaro because he protects them against radical climate activists who want to force them to return to the Stone Age. So every single one of their votes was um, stolen. Was flipped. Was stolen. Yeah. I can't say every single one. Every single one who voted for Bolsonaro. Yeah. Um, mackerel. And it sounds like a majority. And I remember hearing about this when they first announced the election. 
they were like there were no indio you know the votes for bolsonaro at all and i thought well that's really interesting that they would do that they but stole the entire region they stole the entire election and they used these people thinking probably thinking well we've had their support in the past there's no way they'll stand up to us and these people have finally woken up and said enough's enough we're done there's even rumor okay. of their military positioning itself to make more moves and this was reported that yes. their military killed red command cartel leaders and is preparing for a takeover yeah well and chile is also threatening to invade chile is a communist country and they're threatening to invade so the military is actually beefing up security around the border oh, of their country too gosh. so and mobilizing all across brazil but yeah they threatened communist chilean president gabriel boric threatened to invade brazil if the military prevents the communist coup wow so, We've got things really heating up here, but they did. They killed communists, the drug cartels and stuff, which were funding the communist um, regime. Yeah. So they're going through the process yep. of uh, taking their country back. Yep. And, you know, I hope justice prevails and that righteousness prevails there and around the world. But... You know, I really have a lot of hope for Brazil when it comes to that. I don't think these people are going to back down and back mm. off at all. No, I think. It's, and uh, I hope I hope that they succeed and that they can shine a light to the rest of the world saying, if you all stand up together, you can take your country back. They are. Because that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're not they're not letting petty differences stand in their way there's no doubt in there there's no doubt that it was stolen you don't have a 100 percent turnover for one candidate i don't care no. what the situation is i think the difference though is what with brazil and like the united states is that brazil was under lula da silva's reign before okay. they've lived under communism They've seen what the drug cartels can do, yeah. and they've seen their economy destroyed, and they've seen their country destroyed, and they finally got a president in there who was going to give them their freedoms back and make them prosperous, and they are not about to go back down the road of communism again. You know, they've been there. The problem is, is the U.S. never really has. Mm -hmm. Americans have never really had to suffer through, I think, what a lot of the rest of the world has under communism. We know communism has come here now, and we're living under it now, but how many of us are really suffering? Not the yeah. majority of us. I think you still have a fairly healthy middle class. Yeah, we're struggling to meet ends means, but we're not starving. We're not forced out of our homes yet. I think once that happens, and I pray to God it never does. But I think that Americans will finally realize what they've lost and it'll be worth fighting for. Absolutely. It's just not going to be an easy battle. There's definitely something to be said on that. <clears throat> yep. uh, lastly, here on the health front, the Fauci disposition transcript was released. Oh. This is the actual transcript. I could put it on the app. It's really long. I don't know if anybody actually wants to read this, but uh, Technofrog did a thread on it. Uh, contradicts lies and I don't recalls from the nation's most malignant doctor. Today, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt released the transcript of the testimony of Dr. Anthony Fauci. As you might recall, Fauci was deposed as part of an ongoing federal lawsuit challenging the Biden administration's violations of the First Amendment in targeting and suppressing the speech of Americans who challenged the government's narrative on COVID-19. Uh, here are some of the highlights. He said... Um, I'm vaguely familiar with the fact that EcoHealth Alliance has been doing research on trying to understand the bat coronavirus emergence um, there was no real bombshells here he said I don't recall a million times I don't recall I don't recall anything about social media when asked about um, concerns being raised on social media about uh, the origins of the virus 
So, you could go in here and see. I don't think there's any real big bombshells, except he is basically saying, I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall. But, yeah, they're getting He's away a with liar this. and a degenerate. But, yeah, that's basically all you're ever going to get. He's stood by that from the, the – he's – this shouldn't surprise anybody. This is what he's done from the very beginning. I don't recall saying that. I never said that masks were effective. I never remember saying that masks weren't effective. I don't remember saying that social distancing was effective. Come on. We all know. There's video proof of it. A lot of it. A lot of it. It's like, oh, I don't remember saying that. Well, he obviously Damn. did. Now answer the damn question. Yeah, really, all of these situations should be just a... Just a easy cases with they all the video even... evidence that we have we should already have had a lot of um i don't know what the consequences are for the crimes that have been perpetrated but perpetrated but is it firing squads or things like this or jail life in jail i don't know but whatever the courts decide we would have had a lot of it by now if we had any type of justice in this world with all the video evidence out there they're not, gonna, they're not going to do anything with him anyway because our Justice Department is about as crooked as they come and they're never going to prosecute him. Yeah. That's the bottom line. I, all of this, in my opinion, is a complete and total waste of time because all he knows is they have to deny, 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 deny. And they're going to be like, Drag well, there's no evidence of anything. And then he gets to live his life and have his millions of dollars and... Yeah. Until we fix the real root of the problem, it doesn't matter. None of this matters because nothing is going to change. You're not wrong. No, I wish I was, I but wish I'm you were too. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Well, everybody. Um is. get ready this afternoon. Josh and David will be going live tomorrow. Uh, Oh, yeah, sorry, tomorrow afternoon with uh, Earth Chronicles. Thank you, Andrea. I'm, like, out of it. That's um, okay. You need more coffee, too. Please. I really do. So that's on top of my priorities. Um, tonight we'll be live with the Daily Dose, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, and then we'll be back with coffee tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 11.30 Eastern. Uh, other than that, Andrea, thank you for going through this with me this morning. Uh, you guys, if you've got stories, if you've got things to share, contact us over on the Social Red Pill. It's free to join www.socialredpill.com or on Twitter or wherever. Uh, we appreciate you. Take care. God bless. Godspeed. Hi, guys.